All right. If you are leading growth, building a startup, or looking to ladder up your skills, then you are probably really busy. So every other week, tune into Growth Snack, the breakout growth podcast short, where Sean Ellis and I share one key growth learning to help you on your journey to breakout growth success. It's food for thought for anyone hungry for growth. All right, Ethan. Possibly one of the hardest things to do is to find your first growth channel. So what do you think is the biggest mistake companies make in that process? Then I'll share mine. Hmm, that's a good question. I think probably mistake number one is that companies try to find all of the growth channels all at once. And it's really a time when they should be focusing on finding one scalable channel to start. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll dive into the kind of the details behind that in a second. Um, but I wanted to uh, focus on the mistake that I see um, often as well, which is... Um, I think that they're really trying to find that that scalable channel too early, and yeah, it, it is true that you you can't really iterate on on getting to product market fit and, and optimizing flows if you don't at least have some user flow coming into the site. But it doesn't require you to identify that that highly scalable first channel. Um, instead, I, I recommend that you, you do something that uh, Paul Graham wrote an, an essay on. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes, but it's an essay called Do Things That Don't Scale. And what he's really emphasizing is, you know, in, in the beginning, that kind of manual recruiting of lots of people to try your product is, um, is a good opportunity to actually engage with them directly. And so sometimes that's where, where you can even, uh, you can even do something that, you know, that, that, that Reddit one-off thing or that product hunt one-off thing that's going to send a good flow of users to you. And only after you dial in product market fit, should you really be trying to think about how, how do I develop that first channel? Yeah. And, those and first, then oh, sorry, probably, even, even, uh, sorry, I just like fill in the gaps on one more thing. I think once you have that product market fit, then it's about connecting the dots between people who actually have that need and your must-have solution. Yeah, and I think the, that's a really good point. And what I think that article really highlights too is when you do that, a lot of times you get really close to your audience and you get these deep conversations where you get those learnings that are going to help you figure out what the right channels are and how to scale. But you know, some potential drivers like SEO or virality, they may require some upfront thinking before you've even validated product market fit, right? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I'm not. By the time this comes out, we probably will not have published the interview yet. But we had a, a great conversation with Kevin Indig, who yeah. runs uh, SEO at Shopify. In a, within the last week, we had this conversation, and that was one of the things that he really highlighted is that for certain businesses where SEO is is likely to be a really important driver, they need to think about uh, SEO kind of from day one in the business. And, and again, as you said, virality is another one that as you're building certain collaborative collaboration tools, for example, there may be such a, an important viral loop there that over time you're going to want to optimize, but you want to kind of set it up right from the beginning. Yes. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, so, no, I, I think I think it's a really good point, right? Like that, um, you know, there are certain businesses where that first growth channel may be really intertwined almost with your value hypothesis, but not all businesses yeah. are like that. For it, Probably for the most part, I think it goes back to what you're saying. Like, don't start worrying about scale first. 
get the product, get the experience, get the aha moments and the, and the magic going first, right? Yeah. In fact, maybe we even take a little bit of a step back and say, like, why is sort of scalable, repeatable important in the later stages of the business? And that's where I would say, you know, if, you, if you're just living off these one-offs, like, like the, the product hunt launch and the Reddit and, and you know, certain things that um, maybe get you a big flow of traffic or, or even, you know, that, that, that press announcement about a launch, um, you're, you're going to get that really spiky growth. And so the reason we want to find that one scalable channel is that it actually starts to bring predictability to the business you start to be able to, to have an organic growth curve over time, but you also start to have something that you, you can actually feed and, and execute on. So with that in mind, assuming that we've gotten to that point where we at least now have product market fit, how would you go about uh, trying to find that first uh, uh, scalable growth channel? Yeah, I mean, there's a book that I really like called Traction by Gabriel Weinberg. Uh, he's, he founded DuckDuckGo and we actually had a a conversation mm-hmm. with a DuckDuckGo executive a while back. That was also really great. But I think it, that book um, provides really a good framework for anyone trying to sort out sort of the chaos of channel discovery. And mm-hmm. it's the, really the key is there is to hone in on a few core opportunities and then systematically test them as opposed to just try to go scattershot and try to do, you know, let me try PR, let me try uh, paid marketing, let me try all of these at once. So I think that's a really, like, it's a good way to get yourself in the frame of like, how do I do this systematically? Yeah, so I want to take it back though to, to that mistake that you said uh, is that they're they're trying to develop too many channels at the same yeah. time, and now you're saying a few channels. Do you how is it is it right to kind of focus on a few channels, or do you do you sequence that and focus on just it, one channel at a time? It's sequence. It's yeah. It's it's traction okay. is all about getting to the figuring out the one channel to start with, and then but um, it sort of has this like target approach where you start with like figuring out like which channels are probably going to give you the most predictable outcomes, focusing mm-hmm. on those. And then uh, from there, use, you know, independently testing one at a time to get you from, from point A to point B. Cool. And I, and I agree, by the way, that, that I, I love the book traction. I, uh, that, that is one that I, I read years ago and it, and it definitely resonated with me. I think the one thing that's maybe missing from that book, it's been a while since I read it. So maybe, maybe the highlight this, but um you know, I, I, when you're, if you're moving, as you said, sequencing one channel to the next channel, I think it's important to, to take a step back before you move on to that next channel and recognize that, uh, you know, to make that channel work, you're going to need to be able to convert, monetize and retain those customers. And the monetization piece in particular, if you're, if you're SEO driven for your growth or you're, you're viral driven for your growth, monetization is maybe not going to be quite as important in making that channel work. But if you're, if you have a sales led model or you have uh, a model that's going to require, you know, some, some human touch along the way, or you're arbitraging growth and, and spending money on paid search, for example, or even just uh, paid demand gen ads, you're going to need a business model that ha- that has a, that leads to a high enough lifetime value where you can support those customer acquisition costs. So you just need to be ready to experiment, I think, with both the, the monetization and the onboarding as you move from one channel to the next and, and think about that more holistically. That makes sense. And it's probably you know, a good idea as you think about this to try not to reinvent the wheel. You know, look for inspiration from other businesses that have done similar things or had similar you know, sort of starting points. And try to learn from them. There's a there's this um, great website. It's called uh, First One Thousand. It's by a guy named Ali Abulada, 
Um, I saw it on mm-hmm. uh, Lenny's newsletter. It's one of my okay. favorite resources for inspiration because it's the it it's like this just broad list of how hundreds I, I think co- hundreds of companies found their first thousand users got to their you know that those first thousand customers. Now that might not be the scalable okay. channel. Yeah. But I think like it's a great place to look for inspiration. Like, how did these we, guys? We should, yeah, we should add a, a link to that in our uh, show notes as well. Oh, yeah, we're, we're actually coming up on on time here, so right. <laughs> maybe if there's like one big takeaway from from that that you can highlight, and then we should wrap things up. Yeah, it's just not all early tactics are scalable, but they can get you into conversations with your targets to help you find those effective channels and you know figure out the vocabulary you're going to need to adopt to be successful. Absolutely. Well, it's good stuff. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's Growth Snack. It's one growth insight to help you power your team's breakout growth success. Next week, we'll be back with a full breakout growth uh, podcast episode and an interview with a growth leader from another of the world's fastest growing companies. If you are hungry for growth, keep tuning in. Thanks, everyone.